I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, and uh, very excited to have in studio live today Representative John Curtis. Uh, Representative, thanks for joining us. Thank you. I, it's, it is fun to be here live with you. Usually we're the, over the radio. Do, but doing doing that fun phone stuff. Yeah, yeah, so it's great to have you in town. I, I know this is a – I know there is never a week off for just, a member of Congress. Just don't call it recess. <laughs> no, no, I learned I learned that the hard way. And uh, I would always defend that there is no recess when it comes to being a member of Congress uh, because I know you're doing things around the state. You're doing things around your district. You've got a lot of meetings going on. Uh, I know you've got a, a speech you're going to give a little later on today to a really interesting uh, group from a lot of the land-grant universities. Yes, yes, not just from Utah, around the area. It's yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah, in fact, I was looking at the uh, the list of participants there, and it's, I mean, it's every major university in the country is uh, going to to make me nervous. I'm going to make you really nervous. I think there's 135 <laughs> and there's about a hundred colleges represented there. So, uh, but that will be a great conversation. Uh, we were talking before the break. I, I spoke with uh, earlier with uh, former Senator Rick Santorum, uh, played a, a clip of an interview I did with Joe Lieberman. Uh, and these are guys who, again, opposite sides of the aisle, uh, but who understand this idea of the integrity of compromise and I think one of the things that you've done very well back in Washington that has represented the state and your district so well is both the integrity of compromise and this willingness to just call balls and strikes, to, to really play that umpire role as opposed to the partisan role. Uh, but you've got a couple of bills that uh, are bipartisan and uh, really exciting. I want to start with the uh, telehealth bill. Tell us what's going on there. Well, imagine if I told you that I could lower the cost of health care that I increase the quality, particularly in our rural uh, mm. parts of the state, who wouldn't be interested? And that's what this bill does. Unfortunately, right now, if uh, you're in the rural parts of our state and you want to use telehealth, Medicare and Medicaid won't reverse almost any really? expense. Yes. I did not know that. Right, which uh, which is really unfortunate because if you're in those regions, sometimes that telehealth is your quickest, best, highest quality right. health care. And so this bill is fun. It, it, uh, it, it mandates, and I love the word mandating to government. Usually it's the other way. It mandates to the uh, – Oh, I like this. I like this already. Secretary this is going health, the right way. Yes, yeah, health services, that he allow for hospitals to do prototypes and experiment with telehealth and mm. document that they actually can save money. Wow. If they're able to document it, it then mandates that they uh, accept that into Medicaid and Medicare uh, reimbursement. So for the rural parts of our state, and yeah. who, 
we're all looking for better health care, but it's really tough in the rural parts of our states. This gives them some hope that uh, one of the tools that's available to them will be more widely used. Yeah, and I think that's so important because, again, how often do we have that conversation? That's never on CNN or Fox or MSNBC saying, okay, let's talk about health care and let's talk about that person in a rural part of the country right. who's on Medicare, Medicaid, The even just the opportunity for to, to travel to, to get the right kind of health care is, is pretty slim. And hours and hours away. If they have yeah. the ability to travel, it's hours and hours away. And this way they can get a very quick answer. It's not for everything, obviously, sure, but sure. It, in many cases. And as you mentioned, what's fun about this bill is it's it's bipartisan and bicameral. There's yeah. a Senate uh, sponsor, Republican and Democrat, and I've got a really fun – uh, sponsor yeah, who's in the your, house. Who's your tag team partner on this one? His name's the Goose. He's from uh, Colorado. He and I serve on natural resources together, mm-hmm. and actually have, have have butted heads a little bit on some public lands issues. Yeah, and and yet we really enjoy each other, and have found a couple of bills. This is one of them uh, to work together on and, and co-sponsor. And uh, so it's a lot, he's a lot of fun to work with. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, if you're just joining us, we have Representative John Curtis in studio with us today. Uh, always appreciate his time and his insight. Uh, so we, we've talked a little bit about health care. Anything else on the health care front that we should be watching or that's on your radar right now? Well, like many Americans, I've, I've watched almost in astonishment as uh, some of these presidential candidates are lining up and just running uh, to the left on health care. And, and I'll tell you what. If we could write a script as Republicans <laughs> for what we would like them to do, they're they're doing they're, it. They're right there. They're, they're, they're on right script. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually really feel like there are a number of good things on the horizon, and most of them don't have to do with catastrophic reform, mm-hmm. uh, you know, such as Medicaid for all. Is yeah. And, and I have another word for Medicaid for all. My wife won't let me say it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're they're more fine tuning. Like mm-hmm. for instance, this telehealth bill yeah. is saying, look, we can. Here's a way we can lower costs. We've got to do that with prescription drugs. You're seeing uh, President Trump uh, make some moves on prescription drugs. And I really think what you're going to see from Republicans and from Congress is a, a more of a series of improvements yeah. to health care rather than one massive, you know, we're going to totally eliminate one program and install another program. Yeah, which uh, is really interesting to see the Democrats going back and forth uh, on that and who can get furthest to the left. Yeah. <laughs> go, go, baby, go is all I can say. <laughs> Uh, all right. I want to shift gears now. Uh, you've got another bipartisan bill uh, that you've just introduced that uh, is one that I'm sure is not on most people's radar, but it also has to do with health, but actually has to do with the soil. So we're, we're talking about uh, land here. What is what is this one about? This is also Congressman the Goose. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, we have so much discussion about the climate. And if you and I had an hour, actually yeah. would love to, to spend that hour simply talking about that. But this is a good example of coming together on a pretty low-hanging fruit, and, and that is that there's a belief that soil captures carbon, mm-hmm. and but we don't know much about that. And so this actually puts forward a study uh, yeah. to learn more about that, what, what we sh- uh, can do with soil, what soil is capturing, what it's not capturing. So it's it's not a monumental bill. It's not going to you know it's not going to change the world, but it's a step forward in some bipartisan work on the climate. Yeah, fantastic, great, uh, great, great stuff. Uh, I, I don't want to ruin your time in the state, <laughs> but I am going to ask you to look forward into the fall. <laughs> uh, we know we just had a uh, a horrible vote in the Senate on the yeah. uh, the budget bill, uh, yeah. which went through. Uh, you joined uh, Senator uh, Lee and Senator Romney in voting against that. Um, and uh, along with uh, Senator Mc- or excuse me, Representative McAdams, uh, as you look into the fall and some of the funding things that will happen as it gets into those incremental uh, specific uh, 
appropriations bills. Uh, what are, what are the battles there? What what are you looking forward to in the fall? Well, unfortunately, I think they've done this to avoid the battles, mm-hmm. and we need to, in a in a in a good way, have some battles on the budget. We're not having the tough questions. We're yeah. not answering the, the the tough issues. We're not making the hard decisions. And I think that's what bothers many of us about this most recent bill. Yeah. Um, is it? It just it, it just postpones all of this and keeps spending money. The rate that many of us here in Utah, it's just not in harmony with the way we yeah. do things here in Utah. I, I just I still can't wrap my head around. I mean, I remember back all the way in 2010, the battles were about just incrementally increasing the debt ceiling, and and now we're just going to suspend it for two years. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? It's tr- right. It's troubling. And some of the things that have been there in the past to hold us back, yeah. they're blowing out of the water. And um, so we need to find a way to engage in this in the fall. Uh, but that's the unfortunate part of this bill is it, it really kind of clears the way to not have that discussion. Yeah. Any positive things you're looking for in the in the fall is uh, people come – usually people come back, they're a little uh, – they're not quite tanned and rested, but they're at least a, a little decompressed a little bit. Any, uh, any real issues you hope you get to coming back in uh, September? Yeah, I'm very positive about MCA, uh, the Canadian-Mexican uh, Trade Agreement. Good. I think that there's a lot of momentum for that. I think you'll see some good bipartisan work there. I'm optimistic that we can get that through. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, we've got uh, about one more minute with uh, Representative John Curtis before we cut him loose so he can go uh, give a dynamic speech that will be just riveting on technology. Actually, let's talk about technology for just a second, uh, because that's an area you've got some expertise in. Um, what is that looking like? What's on the horizon to technology? I'll tell you what. I love shouting from the housetops back in Washington about what we're doing here in Utah. It's an amazing story. And uh, the, the innovation, the hard work, the entrepreneurism that we have here really is amazing. Yeah, fantastic. All right, John Curtis, we're going to cut you loose. Representative uh, joining us in studio today. Thanks, as always, for coming with us on Inside Sources. Absolutely. All right. When we come back, uh, we will round out our day before we pass the baton to the great Grant Nielsen, who's in the house. Uh, don't go anywhere. This is Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.